The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. I'm Dave Hawkins. Thanks for tuning in The Antidote. Giving us an interesting and unusual opener for The Antidote was a brief song, The Fall from The Bird Songs. Just a few weeks back, I was sent a great new song from the band's latest release, The Journey Act to The War. And obviously, it was time to have a conversation with The Bird Songs to hear more about their music and that new album. Since we had a big talk, That was the reason for having such a short opening song. The talk was excellent, and so was the music from the bird songs. Enjoy. It's great to have the bird songs here for a visit on The Antidote. Thanks for coming. Our pleasure. Thank you. Can each of you introduce yourselves and tell us your role in the band? My name is Benjamin Birdsong. I'm the oldest of the touring members of the bird songs, and I drive the bus. And I play guitar and uh, do uh, the principal songwriting and a lot of the lead singing. So I'm kind of the communicator for the band. I'm uh, Timothy Birdsong, and I play keys, guitar, and bass and percussion. My name is Philip Birdsong, and I play drums and guitar and like to color. You also do production. And producer. Yes. (laughs) Which means we're missing one member. We are. Colleen uh, wanted to be here, and she is feeling extremely ill. She spent yesterday with some sick little babies, and so it was for a good cause. My youngest sister's twin boys had shots and just weren't feeling well, so she's down for the count today, but she wishes she could be here. Now, don't be upset by this, but when I first heard of the band, I groaned and I thought, who in the world would dream up the band name The Bird Songs? (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh it's german it, uh if you ever heard the name vogelsanger um that is the german version of the word birdsong and uh it's our last name i'm benjamin birdsong timothy birdsong philip birdsong and colleen birdsong and uh we've thought about changing it and everybody says what that's your last name but it's a talking point and once people get to know us they're more cool with it so we're, we're very personal as, as a band. We're a live band. We love meeting people grassroots style. So once people meet us and they get it, they're, they're cool with it. <laughs> so this means really you were destined to sing. Yeah, yeah. It's like whatever. Well, four of you are in the band, but tell us about the Birdsong family. How many of you are there? Well, there's, uh, there's nine of us. Um, <laughs> that is a big clan. Yeah, um, and grew up in Seattle, Washington, just south of Seattle, a little town called Auburn. We're just your normal family. Dad did custom cabinetry and finished carpentry, high-end stuff, you know, multi-million dollar homes. And mom was, you know, a stay-at-home mom. And then we got called to kind of the mission field, wanted to do something 
more with our lives. And so we sold our home there, moved out to Tennessee. And for a while there, after my oldest brother got married, um, you know, he was a bass player, banjo player, multi-instrumentalist and sang as well. And um, he got married. His wife came on the road with us. And at one point, there was 11 of us traveling together. And uh, since then, God's kind of called them off the road to different avenues of work and different things like that, working in our home church and that kind of deal. So right now, the group is five of us, um, four of us on stage. And my, my wife is our manager, front of house, engineer, lighting designer, merchandise, uh, executive producer. She's incredible. So she, she's here as well, but she's not wanted to talk much. So that's the five of us are kind of the bird songs now. What kind of stress did that create in your life to make that big move? At the time, it was a rush. It was, I, I don't think we could have done it again. I think God equips you when he, when he calls you to something crazy. And at the time, it was no big deal. Now, I look back and I, I would hear about somebody else doing something so crazy and be like, please don't, not a good idea. But at the time, it seemed like the right thing to do. And maybe part of that was just growing up in Seattle. It's a very, very fast-paced uh, city, very... Um, cold in a lot of ways some wonderful people up there we love them to death but it it seemed like god's plan for us you know he had a a path laid out um and it's led us to this point and and we're really really grateful there's something i find interesting about the bird songs is that you guys aren't stuck into doing a single music style i mean sometimes it's deep and thoughtful sometimes it's light and bouncy yeah i can see how comparisons to reliant k can be made when you have a song like start the dance again Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We started out, you know, at age three, four, five years old, listening to uh, Dad's record collection with Eagles, Journey, Boston, Led Zeppelin, um, and the Beatles. And one thing we noticed about all those guys is it seemed back then it was it was okay. It was totally cool to have a mandolin and an acoustic guitar in a song and to have a harpsichord on another song and to have a full symphony on another song. And it seems like today's music with a few exceptions, mainstream, it's a very, very controlled sound to what's marketable, to what's happening at the moment. And with the record industry, not selling whole albums and just trying to figure itself out, uh, you know, safe pays the bills. And we're very thankful to be independent and to have a home studio. And we work with other producers, but it's on our terms. And so we really get to choose, okay, we want this song to say this, and so we want it to sound like this. And it's all, everything, every bit of it is pointing towards an imagery in the lyrics. So if people don't care for the style of music. Maybe they need to give it a couple more listens and figure out that there's really a point to why that song sounds that way, why it sounds like it's coming from a particular era. Um, all of that is very, very thought out. It's not random at all. So I hope people give it a chance to listen more and understand why a song like God is good sounds like mid 90s country, you know, because the man it's talking about, it's a true story. And that was the era he grew up in. And that was the music he liked. So it's an homage to him that there's a a slide guitar on it. So everything has a reason. Everything has a purpose. It's not genre hopping for the sake of genre (laughs) hopping. It's a it's a much deeper art form for us than that. And I hope people take the time to figure it out.
time I danced was at my wedding, and that was a long time ago. That was Start the Dance Again from the Birdsong album, The Journey Act One, The Beginning. And now we carry on with more of our chat about the Birdsong family, touring, and another song from The Journey Act One. You already mentioned about your dad being in the band, and I'd read that your brother Matthew was also in it. So like what happened? They gave you trouble and you threw them out? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we just kicked him out. Uh, <laughs> I guess to be really, really open and honest, uh, a lot of our family suffers from um, anxiety and depression. And I know that's kind of a buzzword, uh, but it's a, it's a daily battle. And uh, one of uh, my oldest brothers, he didn't feel comfortable getting on the bus anymore. And he felt like uh, he felt like he wasn't the best self he could be when he was on the road. At first, it was you know, him and his wife, and his wife felt called to be off the road, and, and he followed about a year after. And it was definitely the right decision. Uh, they have a beautiful little girl, and, uh, and it's just a much more peaceful atmosphere. And he's an awesome musician, but it's not for everyone. The road isn't for everyone. And I'm really, I really appreciate all the years he did spend on the road, and it was tough on him. Um, he's most comfortable in his home, and, and that's no, no shame on him. I didn't understand it at the time, and you know I'm learning. People don't ask for these kind of infirmities. They don't ask for this kind of stress. It just kind of happens. And I'm thankful for the group that that tours now that they do love it and they feel called to it. And uh, and my dad, he kind of came off kicking and screaming. He'd he'd still love to be out there. My my youngest brother is uh, he's what 18. Yeah, and he's a uh, uh, very mentally challenged with schizophrenia bipolar and autism spectrum mm-hmm. and he needs 24 7 care and the, decided the best care for him was my dad kind of being his main caretaker you know it'd be cool to still be 11 of us out there touring it'd be much easier for load in and sound check and tear down uh but uh <laughs> yeah but, you know you have your laborers there to help you <laughs> yeah. cart stuff yes yeah, yeah. Hell built in. but yeah it, it's worked out this way and and god's really blessed it and we just kind of want to you know let him write our story and he knows what's best i can understand that the stress load of touring must be huge and it still must be huge just for the bunch of you that are on the road yeah, I mean, we we are lighting techs. We're the guys who go in there and we, we set up a room with trussing and, and lighting and set up our own line array system and we tune the system and we have a 40-channel digital board and we, we ring out the system and then we do our own sound check. We tune our instruments. We're working on our instruments. We're our own uh, guitar techs and, and instrument techs and keyboard techs. And then we play the show and then we spend as much time with uh, people who come out and fans and 
and then we go and we tear it all down <laughs> we load it all up and then i jump behind the wheel and we drive to the next place um it's a lot of work but it, it's fulfilling and we used to overwork ourselves we're a little bit more judicious about how often we play because family is more important than a band <laughs> family is more important than ministry and we you know we don't want to be fake on stage and sometimes you can end up being fake if you don't have anything left to give so we want to make sure that we're recharging at home before we go out and play but it is exhausting but it's a lot of fun you're the kind of band that every venue sound guy wants to have because you just <laughs> give them the night off <laughs> we we are so spoiled my my wife she mixes on a midas console and she loves the flying faders and the colors and she's the one who delivers our sound to people and and uh, I wouldn't have it any other way. She's she's mixed for Jonathan Kane, the, the keyboard player for Journey. We got to play as his backup band at a festival. And so she's mixed for Hall of Famers. And, you know, just um, we love that aspect of it as well. Just delivering very, very clear, uh, clean, full sound. That's a real part of our live show as well. Let's get back into talking about the music. The Bird Songs got my attention back in 2012 when you released the Journey Act 1, The Beginning. It had this killer single called Pieces, Hold On. The song was obviously meant to draw people to Christ. Is that mm. always the band's intention? It is. Uh, I can't imagine doing anything that could be any better. Um, the idea is the world has so many problems, and the way we see it is there is real hope, and we, we found it in Christ. But even if that's not where people come to, you know, we want people to know that we, we love them anyway. We want to just be kind. We want to be loving. We'll give you the shirt off of our, our back. We know we have uh, people all over the world who are Birdsong fans. Uh, they agree with our message. And it's good to know that there are people out there who really see other people and care about it. And so our music is kind of geared towards that. Hold on when
Will You Save Me is another song from The Journey Act One. One line of the lyrics says, I have no one to blame. I'm the cause of my every sorrow. I don't even recognize the face I hide. Now that isn't typical of today's society. You have so many people that want to blame someone else for their problems. Yeah, there's there's a part of that. I, I think what I was trying to convey there is the responsibility of what you do next. You know, you, you kind of get what life hands you. You kind of get what comes down the pipe. But then there comes a point and it's like, well, what have I done with this? And you, a lot of times you find yourself very, very helpless in that situation where you're like, okay, well, how do I respond to this? At this moment, I'm not moving in a direction I want to move. And though there may have been abuse that brought you to that point, there may be uh, chemical imbalances, there may be um, just things beyond your control that have just pounded you down. There comes a point where you, you do realize that you just fighting back and white knuckling it by yourself on your own, you're going to run out of strength. And so the song is, I need somebody to help me here. I need somebody to rescue me from this idea that I can handle this alone. Um, and so I think blame back when I wrote it ha- has a different connotation now. And so I would, I would replace that word blame with there's no one else responsible at this point for what I do. And I, I think people are responsible when they're, when they're hurting to humble themselves and go and find help. You know, that may be medication if they need that. They may be counseling if they need that. But the idea is don't just stay there being pounded down by life. Go and seek help. You know, we found that help to be in Christ and in, and select believers who are trustworthy. You know, not everyone who calls themselves a Christian is a Christian. There are wolves. There are people who are not willing to listen. There are people who will just chew you up and spit you out. That's not what I'm talking about. There are people and you can just see that there there's a love inside of them that's beyond themselves, something something beautiful and supernatural. That's who we reach out for. We reach out for Christ in those people. And so that's kind of what the song is about, is getting help from something outside of yourself. My name is Benjamin Birdsong. My name is Timothy Birdsong. I'm Philip Birdsong. And you're listening to The Antidote with Dave Hawkins.
Definitely an evangelical message coming through on Will You Save Me? It's also honest. Okay, it's time to hear more about the new album from the Bird Songs, and they bring in another music style on the song Break My Heart. We've been spending time speaking about the Journey Act 1, the beginning. Now you've just released round 2, the Journey Act 2, the war. Well, it's been seven years between albums. It's making this sound like this is a long, long oh, journey. Yeah. Uh, some of these songs uh, couldn't be written at the time after we'd finished the last album. And we've been through a lot as, as a family. Um, a lot of ups and downs, you know, members uh, you know, leaving the group and being called to other things. Not only our own stories, but listening to a lot of the stories of other people who are suffering. Um, we needed to learn what the next album looked like. We needed to sit and listen and wait. It was hard to be patient and we wanted to get right back in the studio, but we ended up meeting so many people and I felt like I couldn't write just another pop punk album where my eyes were really on what does the industry want from me? What will be marketable? What's the next step so that we get more um, Facebook likes and what's the next step to maybe getting signed to a record label? And I think God was kind of like, no, that's not the album I need from you. <laughs> and so, you know, at that time, you know, I got married the next year and my wife had horrific abuse in her past. And I needed to walk with her through that. And, and through that time, uh, different members of our family have um, started dealing with things like uh, obsessive compulsive disorder and insomnia and, and you know, you hear words like that and you're like, oh, that's a bummer for him, you know. But until you experience it yourself, it's hard to talk with that vernacular. It's tar- hard to speak in terms that people resonate with. And so it took seven years for us to learn how to phrase things in a way that people could get on board and go, that, that feels like you know what I'm talking about. And for me, that's the whole goal is to make people feel like somebody else really does know what it feels like to be in their position. Um, and it blows my mind that the songs on this album, people will come up and they'll say, it feels like you wrote it about this specific thing. And I, I won't. But as I look over at myself, I go, yeah, that is perfectly what would go with that struggle or that, that type of pain or that, uh, that calamity in your life. And these songs have been on my heart for two decades, but I've been kind of hiding them, <laughs> you know, because, because they're not marketable. You know, they don't sound like the next big thing but they are something i'm very very proud of the whole band is extremely proud of them uh, and it really represents us well i think we're comfortable with who we are as mm-hmm. a band which is all over the place musically and we're we're okay with that so the situation you've described is that how war has tied into the title 
Yeah, it was uh, the idea that kept coming up in our struggle with this idea of there's not a quick fix. There are so many things we can numb with. There are so many things we can put a, a Band-Aid on, something that's a, a gaping wound or even a cancer. And that's a tough thing in Christianity. You've got so many self-help books. And there's very few people out there saying, well, if you really look at God's word, the people there, they suffered and they endured because of a hope that was set before them. And, and so, you know, opening the Bible and looking at these New Testament stories of these people who went through so much. And then you look at today's idea of, you know, you can do it. You know, here's how you do it. Just, you know, make this money or do this or do that. And I'm going, that's not what's here. You know, this isn't sustaining. There isn't joy here. And so writing songs that tell people it's okay to suffer, that you're not less of a person because you have trouble getting out of bed in the morning, you know, that you're suffering from what somebody else did to you years ago, that trauma is real, that Christianity doesn't just come in to make all that go away, but it gives you a point and a purpose in it. The song uh, Break My Heart says there's a healing in this storm. And that's not like a faith healer, Benny Hinn type of thing. There's a strength to go on, to take the next breath, to take the next step and be sustained by something outside of ourselves. So that's the common theme of what war looks like. It's taking the next step. It's taking the next breath because there is a point. There is a purpose to life. the storm began life was simple and slow in my castle made of sand but the rain began to fall and I almost lost it all but I realized now I have so much more to gain so go ahead and break my heart if that's what you want to do I will swim upstream through these broken dreams If it makes me more like you I surrender every part Of the life you gave to me And whatever I face You'll give me the grace to stand I'm sure it's what I need Cause there's a healing in this storm Replacing every drop I'll bleed And as the clouds begin to part And I see your loving heart You are drawing me in I would do this all again So go ahead and break my heart what you want to do I will swim upstream through these broken dreams if it makes me more like you I surrender every part 
talk about one of those songs that does share about that suffering because the journey act two has this really emotional song called wondering how it feels and part of the lyrics go she's all alone tonight no so-called friends in sight and the silent screams have never been so loud there's not a thing she hasn't tried to fill the emptiness inside she's just wondering how it feels to be loved well many people use social media to try to fill that kind Mm -hmm. of void I've been trying to figure it out. Um, it, it seems like people are using social media to pull. It, there's something exciting about pulling people down. There's something exciting about protecting yourself with coming up with sarcastic or, or painful, uh, demeaning humor. Isn't there a certain president that does that? <laughs> I agree. I agree. Shoot, <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a tough spot. And I feel like that's a, a self-protection. You can read through a kind comment and it's just, it's no big deal. That person feels weak to us as a society because it, it takes a lot of humility to be kind. It takes a lot of, of patience and, and, and feeling what other people feel, empathy, you know, towards people to, to be kind. And on our social media, the person who can get a laugh even at other people's expense you know, so we know that there are people who are hurting, who their way of, you know, feeling better about themselves is to give us a bad review or to say that some video we do stinks. And, and the idea is they hate us, not because of us. They hate us because they hate themselves. And they just even think about that is too painful. So they will push that down and pull others down to their level so they feel more comfortable. And I'm trying to get to a point where I don't feel that as an attack on me as a person, but that I can love them through that. And so we're going to continue to put out positive music and a positive message and try to just see that person at that keyboard at that time is in a very dark place, in a very lonely place, and just wondering how it feels to be loved. And so this song is kind of about them, you know, people who have family issues, people who have uh, maybe they don't feel pretty enough. They don't feel like they have the intellect enough to be successful. And we want to say, hey, we don't either. <laughs> but we're, but we, we, we want to reach out to you. and We can be friends. 
and we can get through this life together. She's on her knees tonight, just like me. And she's asking you to keep her safe and bless her family. But she wonders where they are and if they're very far. Then she climbs in bed and cries herself to sleep. She needs your help right now, cause her time is running out. She's just wondering how it feels to be loved. She says that she has found the way out Because the feeling and the friend she has Are removing any doubt But she's all alone tonight No so-called friends inside And the silent screams have never been so loud There's not a thing she hasn't tried to feel the emptiness inside She's just wondering how it feels to be loved So teach me the words I should tell her Cause she needs me And I know I can help her Oh, she's going down tonight And I'm praying Talked with her again the other day. I got to tell her that we loved her as she turned and walked away. If I could only make her see that the love you have for me is the only thing that will make her want to stay. Cause she needs the Wondering how it feels to be loved Yeah oh, 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 oh,
Something I appreciate about the bird songs is how they don't hesitate about covering the hard topics, like what we just heard on Wondering How It Feels. Next up comes our chat about the lead single from the Journey Act 2, The War. I really got into the album's single, Reality, and it speaks about revealing your inner self without being afraid and about being open about your feelings. All of us, you know, especially guys, have a really tough time being that honest. So how do you do it? Ouch. Um, uh, it, it's like embracing. I heard one, I think it's Brene Brown in a TED Talk, uh, described it as being okay with discomfort. Uh, we numb with comfort. We numb with Netflix. We numb with alcohol. We numb with drugs. We numb with video games that take 600 hours to complete. And all of these things are okay. All these things are, except drugs. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. What I mean is like, they're not the problem. The problem is the part of ourselves that is just incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and that part needs to be shared instead of just stuffed down. And so a song like Reality is saying, hey, there's something really broken in me and I'm not going to defend against it anymore. I'm not going to say it, you know, that it's just some little thing you did anymore. I'm going to say I'm not okay and that's okay. And there are so many cliches in this album, but if they're true, I say say them, <laughs> even if the people need to hear them one more time. Being not okay and being okay with that, and that can give you the confidence to, to find real joy in life and joy in, in community that's also broken.
What about the Journey Act 2? Is it going to change the world? I think if one person gets it and it's really meant something to them and God's used it as a tool in their life, our work is completely and totally complete in our mind. It will end up in the hands of the people who need it. You know, and even in, in the genre hopping, we have some really dear friends who are just acoustic folk rock nuts. You know, they love that. And so we're hoping to enjoy some of the songs off the album. And uh, We've been Hawk Nelson and Ryan K fans forever, and we've gone to all the shows. And so we hope they enjoy that. And so a lot of this album is for like our own personal friends and fans, as opposed to just reaching out for a market. It's real authentic music that we love that, you know, are for the people that we love. You know, I remember back in early 2000s and it's just like whatever people wanted to create, you could access it in common ways to receive Christian music. It's just really kind of shut down. It seems like album has kind of given way to content, maybe YouTube or uh, those types of things. And we're not really good at that. We're still album people. We had producers who were just really, we don't understand where you guys are going with this. Basically, this album is going to be a playlist of like when you're driving down the road and you're just flipping and you find songs that mean something to you, songs that catch your ear. One song may be on a country station, the next song may be on a pop station, the next one may be on an oldie station, Uh, but it's not about those stations, it's not about the genres, it's just about does that song mean something to somebody and can you get on board? And that's the important yeah, so part. That, and it may feel weird. You know, I'm sure we're going to get bad reviews and a lot of people aren't going to get it because, you know, the first couple songs are pop punk. And the third song is, sounds like Nickel Creek. It sounds like Mumford and Sons. And that's intentional. The idea is the first two songs are like, you know, let's go and get them. You know, we're standing up strong. And the third song is about a defeat. You know, the third song is about being okay with just being washed up and being tired. You know, so there, there's a musical shift that happens in the album that's supposed to feel lonely. It's mm-hmm. supposed to feel sparse. Uh, and so I hope people hang on to try to follow that line of ideas musically through it. We're not trying to just shake things up, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to create. It's almost like a Broadway play. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of Broadway plays will shift musically. Very, very diverse. And so we're not looking for it to to change the way a culture looks but i perceive that there will be pinpricks of light in the world uh, because of our faithfulness in this album and those pinpricks of light are going to grow as those people are changed to to move uh, into the people around them so it may not be a big loud change that we can see or perceive but i think in secret places and conversations uh, i think the music will be used to help express that there is hope in very, very dark places.
Keep on fighting from the Birdsong's new album, The Journey Act to the War. And if you haven't even thought of this, put it on your shopping list for Santa. <laughs> Tonight's band gave us a mix of styles, including pop punk. Next week's featured artist on The Antidote also brings punk, but along with some ska and rock thrown in. Rob Jensen, the man in charge at No Lost Cause, comes to The Antidote for a talk as we premiere his upcoming album, called P.S. It's a cool release, and you're bound to enjoy it. Cool Weather comes up during the last installment of our conversation with the bird songs, along with a perfect Christmas song. Have a good week, and I'll see you again next time. Before we started this interview, I was mentioning about all the snow on the ground, and it's really put me into sort of a Christmassy oh, no. mood. <laughs> And the bird songs recorded a really popular Christmas song for you guys a couple of years ago. How about introducing it to close off the antidote? Oh man, that was uh, "God Rest You Merry Gentlemen." I actually found Bingo. it um, a while back on a blog thing. Somebody had done a big playlist kind of Christmas show, and I was just scanning through. I was like, "Oh wow, they played our stuff with like Demon Hunter and Thousand Foot and Old Reliant K, the Twelve Days of Christmas." So it yeah, this up, one's a rocking one. I it, like it. It ended up being the top three most played christmas music and christian music i, I couldn't believe it because it was up there with some really soft and more chill stuff yeah but i heard the lyrics to the song i'm like this needs to be an anthem i mean why aren't we marching to this and so i wrote a second verse to it that i think summed up what the other verses were trying to say so the second verse is original and i hope you guys like it and you did the best version ever done thank of the you song. Oh, thank you <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for coming for this talk and best of success with the band and your ministry. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much. Hopefully we'll make it up to Canada soon. God rest you merry gentlemen Let nothing you dismay Remember Christ the Savior was Born on Christmas Day To save us all from Satan's power When we had gone astray
stay.